0: Welcome to 52 Weeks of Hope. This is where you get to hear how to feel happy, balanced, and worthwhile. How to make that lonely ache vanish and feel empowered, confident, and secure. I'm Lauren Abrams, and I get to help you feel that magic again since going through my own dark night of the soul by chatting with incredible leaders, healers, and change agents who give us their messages of hope after overcoming challenges of their own. And today I'm talking about living in joy, breaking free from self-doubt and imposter syndrome, and how to live aligned with your most confident, empowered self. Listen to these tools I discovered the hard way so you don't have to. I'm going to share with you ways to break free from limiting beliefs and feel better right now. You're going to be able to do a total attitude adjustment with any one of these quick suggestions try them and feel better immediately okay so i was told the last time i did this a few weeks ago i spoke way too fast so i'm going to speak slower i'm going to try to and if i'm speaking too slow for you go ahead and listen to this episode at two times the speed and if you didn't know you could do that you can it's really easy so i overheard this conversation yesterday and I was there and there was somebody she was so painfully uncomfortable in her skin and you could just feel it and I was so grateful It wasn't me, I know how that feels. And you can see all the girls around knew how she felt and she was making excuses for why she wasn't gonna go to this event. And you knew she was just too self-conscious and it was self-esteem issues. And look, there's plenty of events I don't wanna go to. And I know I just show up because I never know who I could help or who you can meet. And that's how things happen in life. 99% or 90%, I don't know what the percent is, but it is that high of life is about showing up and that's how things happen and that's, Anything can happen in life. Seriously, like if you're open to miracles, they can happen just by showing up in life. But she was just, I mean, she wore her uncomfortability like a cloak. It was just palpable to anybody around her. At least it was to me. And I mean, she was beautiful, but she couldn't see it or feel it. And it was painful to watch and be around. And you just wanna shake somebody and say, you're beautiful. And I could tell her, just let your inner light shine. And there's so many tools that can be used when you're feeling like that. Everything just from affirmations, looking in the mirror and saying, I'm beautiful, I'm great, I've got this, whatever the situation is. And I know it feels like an SNL skit when you first do it, but it actually works. At least I felt like an SNL skit when I started this. Decades ago, I was given this tool and you do it out loud, looking in the mirror at your eyeballs, not your hair or how you look at, but look in your eyeballs and say, I'm great. Whatever it is that you need. I'm a worthy person. There's so many affirmations. You can DM me. I'll send you a list, but she needed so much of this kind of just self-love and self-worth and it just reminds me that we have a choice every single day to live in joy my weekly email last week i got a lot of response to it it was titled how to live in joy because i'd been walking around last week listening to tara brock talk on joy and the consciousness of joy and it made me so happy just to listen to it and it filled me up with joy but i was reminded every single day we have a choice to choose to live in joy and it doesn't mean that we're some Pollyanna and unaware of everything happening in the world. It's not saying, oh yeah, be an ostrich and stick your head in the stand. It means we can be aware of everything and still choose to live in joy. And it is a daily choice and what we focus on grows. So if I choose to live in joy, I can also look for the good. And it just changes my perspective and it makes me happy. And then I see and notice the birds chirping and flying around. And I start noticing everything else that's good. and that I'm happy, I'm content that I'm walking and I see things and I notice things and everything about me changes and it has a domino effect in my entire life. I'm suddenly filled with love, then I'm sending love to everyone I love and then I'm sending love to everyone I don't necessarily love and to where there's war and hatred, I send love there and I send joy. And like I said, it's a domino effect. I don't want to be repetitive. And I just was. But anyway, and this girl who's so uncomfortable in her skin, she has to do her own work and everyone has their own path. But just I ache for her because I've been there. And like so many of us, and it's our own limiting beliefs that I don't know her so i don't know where they come from but we all have our limiting beliefs it's beliefs that we can or can't do something and they're not true you can do or be anything you want anything the sky's the limit as long as we do take the action and get moving ahead and so if you're not sure what it is that you want to do journal Right, nothing was stopping you. What is it that you would wanna do? I saw something about perfectionism. Well, Deborah Hurwitz, if you didn't hear her episode, it was so interesting to me because she talks about how perfectionism and procrastination are the flip side of the same coin. And that a lot of people won't attempt something because they want to do it perfectly. And I've never been a perfectionist. People thought I was, I am not. I'm just amazed at anything I get done. I just want to do it. And that's the whole thing. Like you can look for somebody who's done whatever it is that you want to do and see how they did it. You don't have to create, nobody has to create the wheel anymore. You can look on YouTube or Google it and find out how things are done. So it's really amazing. So something that makes you happy and fills you up and lights you up and fills you with joy when you think about it that's probably something you enjoy doing and maybe you want to do that if you're not doing it already and you can go towards that as a goal and put in 10 15 30 minutes a day towards that goal and start doing that and that's a good way to proceed and I don't know what it is about you know, choosing joy every day and having it have this effect. But I actually put certain things like that in my daily reminders and it'll pop up, choose joy. And I go, oh yeah, I choose joy today. Or I have my daily gratitude list, which I do every morning. And I exchange them with friends, have some friends that you exchange gratitude lists with. That raises your vibration. And again, it just, you don't have to feel grateful when you start writing a list, but when you get to the end of the list, you can't help it. You're gonna start feeling grateful. Grateful you could take a breath. Grateful for the trees or to be able to see the sky, even if it's cloudy or if there's smog, whatever. I mean, there's so many things to be grateful for if we look for them. Again, whatever we focus on grows. So whatever you focus on grows. So having that daily reminder pop up on your phone or on your reminders on your phone or wherever it is that you keep notes. I have something that pops up every day. I have different reminders that pop up just because I don't know, my brain became a sieve. I have no idea, but they make me happy and that I embody hope in everything I do, or I have different things that show up. I have affirmations that show up every day and I change them up sometimes so that they don't become rote. I want to be able to feel them. So if you're working towards a certain goal, then there's imposter syndrome that pops up like, I can't do that. Or everybody else is doing that. Or you just got some job and you're thinking, oh my God, I got this job. Now I can't do it. Or whatever it is. Yes, you can. You can do it. And you are meant to be here. Your presence matters. Everything about you matters. And nobody can do what you can do in the way you can do it. Imposter syndrome is when you think you're a fake or a fraud and you're going to get found out. Michelle Obama used to talk about having imposter syndrome. Maya Angelou would talk about it. Meryl Streep would talk about imposter syndrome, how she'd get a job and she'd think, oh my God, now they're gonna find me out. They're gonna find out I really can't act, which is absurd. But you're amongst very high performing people if you have imposter syndrome. I can remember being in court after like eight or 10 years walking down the hall in the courthouse during a trial and thinking, oh my God, all these people think I'm a lawyer. And I am a lawyer. I mean, I went to good schools and everything, but I still felt like a fake or a fraud. And sometimes I still do, like I'm going to get found out. And it's not true. Like, we are who we are. None of that, it's self-doubt, it's fear. Imposter syndrome is pure fear. I have a quiz on the website, 52weeksohope.com. So you think you're an imposter, which I don't think anybody needs a quiz for that one because if we have it, we know we have it. And so how you get through imposter syndrome and get rid of it is first of all, acknowledge it. Acknowledge that that's what it is and it's fear. And you think you're a fraud or you can't do it but you can do it. Just know you can, it's pure fear and it's not real. Like if you were talking to your friend and they were like, oh, I don't think I can do this. You'd be saying, yes, you can, of course you can. Just try at least. And I mean, you'd have all these words of encouragement. So you know it's not real. You don't have to know that, but fake it till you make it even. So acknowledge that you have imposter syndrome and then feel the feelings. You can't deny the feelings. You have to feel them or it's gonna come out someplace and you don't want it to come out in your health because a lot of times if we're just stuffing all our feelings, it's going to come out some way or another and it's not good. So you want to feel your feelings and actually close your eyes and feel it and feel where in your body are you feeling it? Feel all your feelings all the way through. I just interviewed somebody, his episode will be on in a few weeks. He's so good. He was explaining how feelings, I was taught feelings peak for five minutes, which is fine. I can do anything for five minutes. And I would try to like, lean into my feelings because I wanted to hurry up and get through the uncomfortable ones at least. But he explained that feelings actually have a lifespan of 90 seconds. It's the stories we attach to our feelings that make them last longer, which I found very interesting. I've now interviewed two people that have told me that feelings have a lifespan of 90 seconds. So anyway, with the imposter syndrome, so tell somebody or acknowledge it, feel the feelings, feel where they are in your body, feel them all the way through, and then new neuropathways are being developed. And you're not going to have it quite that way ever again, because you've experienced it. You don't have to feel it again and again and again, like you do when you bury something. And then you move on and you've walked through it. And then you get to help somebody else go through it when they are. And there you go. So that is how you beat imposter syndrome, at least in that situation. Maybe it'll rear its head again, because whenever you're attempting something new, at some point, its fear is gonna pop up and go, oh, I can't do this, what was I thinking? And it's easier to just turn back and I should just forget it, go to sleep read a book, hang out with a friend, whatever it is, like at some point that's gonna, I think I am to even attempt this. Those thoughts are normal and natural and it's gonna rear its ugly head and go, oh, that's fear. It's supposed to pop up now. That's part of the human experience and then keep going because that's just how these things kind of go. So I was on, well, I'm on LinkedIn a lot and I was commenting on somebody's post after My daughter graduated college and I had all these feelings, of course. My post on LinkedIn was about being proud of myself because I paid for her out-of-state tuition for four years. So her graduation was also partially about me, but I didn't tell her that because I'm proud of myself as I'm not a single mom anymore. I mean, I'm married now but I raised my kids as a single mom and I paid for her college tuition, but nobody taught me. I mean, I got out of rehab, I put together an education. You can listen to my prior episodes of my first episode, but I had nothing and I come from nothing and built everything up and and just get an education. And I've put together this incredible life. I have these amazing kids and yeah, I mean, they've never seen me back the way I used to be and it's amazing I'm alive and all of that. And here I give her this incredible education with out of state tuition, but nobody taught me about like college funds and fiscal responsibility in the way i guess most people are raised i always think everybody else was given this instruction manual and they know all these things but nobody taught me so she's going to college and it's expensive i'm sure that's not a shock to anyone else but i mean i put myself through college but ucla is a state school it's not an out-of-state school with okay the difference in tuition is astronomical. Anyway, I've talked about money plenty on prior episodes of what brought this podcast about. So the fact that I paid for her college out of state tuition for the entire time she had some scholarship, but I didn't know it was only one year. She probably, and I didn't want her saddled with debt. So I Anyway, her graduation was partially internally for me. I mean, it's a success for me. It's an example of my staying clean and sober all these years, more than half my life and like where I come from, you know, the streets and rehab and cleaning up. I mean, I'm proud of myself. Like I put my daughter through college by myself. Nobody helped pay for her college and flying her back and forth. Like there's so much involved in that. And now I have a son also in out-of-state tuition, private school and anyway. So, and I love doing it. It's just, it was a win for me. And anyway, I always think I am the only one you know, who feels the way I do, and I'm super sensitive. And so I wrote a post, i would not with all of this information on LinkedIn. And I started talking about how in law school, they sure didn't teach us about fiscal responsibility or how to run a law firm financially, that's for sure. So doctors started chiming in saying, well, they didn't teach us that in medical school. And uh, the lawyer, like they don't teach you anything practical in law school. Anyway, so I was very... You know, there's a lot of feelings attached to all of this, like I said. And anyway, the point is, I always think I am the only one. And then I write about this on the platform of LinkedIn and other people start chiming in and I find out I'm not the only one about anything. And it's when we talk about the things that I'm not going to talk about this. Nobody's supposed to know this. And fiscal irresponsibility. I'm not saying I was irresponsible. I just didn't know or thinking I'm proud of myself for putting my daughter through college. And I actually, the post was about to other single moms. I see you. I feel you. I salute you. I think that's what I put. Something like that. Just like being seen or heard. I don't need that. And I wasn't looking for anything. I was just putting a post up really, you know, it wasn't anything like that. But it ended up leading to a fiscal lack of knowledge about anything fiscally and have lack of having ever been taught that and not being shown that growing up. And I now know where to send people. And I know people who are amazing. I know somebody who runs seminars on it, but I didn't know any of that, and I know about it for women particularly. So anyway, and how to save, and even if you're new in the workforce, how to do that. So my point again is it's secrets. We don't need to keep any of these secrets because everybody has stuff and everybody experiences all these feelings. And it's not just about the money or any of it. It's like none of us are different. We are all having a human experience. We all have feelings. We all have emotions. I've interviewed people and found out that in the black community, they don't talk about going to therapy. I was being interviewed by a pastor. I actually asked her, she said, oh no, God's supposed to take care of that. Did you guys hear Dr. V? Her episode was just on. She talks about it too. She works in women's ministries. She has a doctorate in psychology. But when I asked her if she went, she clearly went and got psychological counseling and she had to, but she said she couldn't tell anybody because God's supposed to take care of it. You know, we all have each other's backs. We don't need to keep secrets. I mean, we don't need to blast everything everywhere, but it's through talking about these things and saying, this is how I felt that I find out I am not alone. I'm not the only one. And there's others just like me. I never used to ever tell anybody I went through rehab. Now I'm finding out, oh, nobody's paying that much attention either. That's what I wanted to tell that girl who was so uncomfortable in her skin. Nobody's paying that much attention to you. (laughs) All the stuff we're afraid of and everything else, like what will people think? Nobody cares. If I could tell you something really shocking and go, oh, wow, I don't have anything that shocking, by the way. But I could tell you something, you go, oh, wow, Lauren. And then you'll keep going with your life. You're not gonna think about me for another minute. This episode, you may think, why is she rambling? You may have turned it off and not hear what I'm about to say in the next minute but the point is on this part you're not going to keep thinking about me because you're going on with your life and thinking about you and the same for you so whatever it is you really want to accomplish and do or you think i'm so different i'm weird you're not we all have our uniqueness our own handprint so now it's time for you to go out and be your most confident self stop the negative self-talk. And how do you do that? When you hear yourself saying negative things to yourself, stop and replace it with something positive. Say something great about yourself. Say, I have the best legs. I love my arm. When I put moisturizer on in the morning, I'll say, I love my arm. I have a beautiful arm. Not, oh, my skin's getting saggy as I age or something. I mean, I could find something wrong with anything about me, but I don't. I don't do that. Instead, oh, look, my nails are growing beautifully, whatever, you know, there's always something. So replace it when say, oh, I suck at this. No, I am beautiful. And this is gonna work out even better than my limited thinking can imagine. I am so grateful and thankful that this is going, What fill in this, I don't know what it is for you. This is going to work out better than my limited thinking can even imagine. And you start doing that. Think of again with the gratitude list and the affirmations. And act as if that thing has already happened and picture yourself in your most confident state. I learned this as an undergrad in my speech class. We would practice our speeches. I hated that class. But I mean, I still use the things I learned as an undergrad. And so you walk in a room. If Karen Donaldson is one of the first episodes ever, she's a confidence coach. She's on TV a lot. And she analyzes People magazine covers and different celebrities to see if how they're appearing in montages and footages to see if they're really dating. But anyway, she talks about squaring your shoulders, putting them up and how to walk into a room and be confident and it's very interesting. But you square your shoulders, put them up, stand with your head held high, make sure your spine is straight and long and this just makes you feel confident. I'm doing it while I'm talking. And it makes you feel confident just doing that. Or do the superwoman pose or superman pose. Put your hands on your waist or on your hips and stand there like that with your shoulders squared and up and your spine straight and long. Now you feel confident when you're doing that. We used to do that before trial every day in our own little plaintiff's attorney room anyway. so. These are things you can do to feel confident or one of your affirmations is i am confident you know also i am worthy i am a good person i am smart whatever it is that you're i am focused is mine these days and just keep going with that there's a lot of different confidence tips to create boundaries away from negative people be sure to accomplish three things on your to-do list do that right away that'll make you feel good about yourself Be true to you. Stay true to your visions. Don't go off and do things that other people think you should be doing. Do what it is that you want to do. Do the things that light you up and act confident. Also, working out is another thing that will also make you feel good about you, even if it's just going for a walk and to do something different. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some great tools to overcome your challenges and how to take your life to that next step and create your best life right now. I'd love to hear and know what it is that you're struggling with the most right now so I can make sure I'm giving you the topics that you wanna hear. Be sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode with confidence maven influencer and social media maven, Kat Chanu. Kat used to be shy, insecure, and just not aligned with who and what she knew she could be. And she knew she had to level up. Boy, did she do that. She's now CEO of the Fem Guide with hundreds of thousands of members. And she teaches you how to own a room and so much more. A lot of what we've been talking about right here. She helps you with tools to level up and transform your life too. She's amazing and so much fun. That's next week's episode. Also, if you've got a message of hope that you'd like to give, send that to me. You can DM me. You can go to the website at 52weeksohope.com and send that to me. My message of hope for you this week is everything always works out. It just does. It might not be on your timetable or quite the way that you thought it would, but everything always, always works out. That's my message of hope for you this week. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and take with you the messages of gratitude, confidence, and you too have got this. Everything does work out. Great messages to take into your week ahead. If you've got any messages, I hope, like I said, that you want to send and you can record them and I'll play them out in here or I'll go ahead and read them out for you. So send those to me. Just DM me or send them into the website. I'd also like to thank L. Perkins, Red 75 and Emmy Kirshner for the great reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you're enjoying the podcast, share the love, tell two of your friends. I'm Lauren Abrams. Thanks for listening.